Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. Is it? It's a national day of mourning and and it it doesn't really feel like a national day of mourning. It seems like a regular Monday. It is a regular Monday because that is what what has happened is we have made it a regular. I shouldn't say we, but the powers that be have made it a regular Monday, which again, for the record, I'm okay with. I'm perfectly fine with it. And I totally agree with the decision that was made. I don't think a lot of people, if they had today off, would have woken up as early as the Queen's funeral was, at least around where we are here, because it started at six o'clock in the morning. Nobody would have actually caught it. But is it still okay with you that the federal service is off, but everybody else is working? Because that's, I think, the part that that a lot yeah. of people are upset about is it, it should have been a holiday by protocol. They decided against it, and, and that's fine. Doug decided against it. Justin said yes, but not required for all federally mm-hmm. regulated employees, only for his own employees. Mm-hmm. He gave it to them off. Yeah. Meanwhile, he and that whole entourage are over in the UK celebrating like you wouldn't believe. The booze was flowing on that plane over to England, and it has been since they got there. Did you see the picture of former Prime Minister Jean Chrétien? I didn't see that. I didn't see any picture, but was he having a good time? Well, there was a great picture, and I I don't even know how some are going to take it, but they decided to do a little Order of Canada ceremony. So with the Governor General and the Prime Minister both there anyway, they thought, all right, let's give the Order of Canada to Canada's sixth longest serving Prime Minister, Stephen Harper. He was over there for the funeral, so they called him in and they said, Steve, hey, welcome to the club. And he was instilled into the Order of Canada uh, with Prime Minister Trudeau, Prime Minister Paul Martin, Prime Minister Jean Chrétien, uh, and Prime Minister Kim Campbell, along with former Governors General David Johnston and uh, Mikhail Jean. Mm -hmm. Great. And when you look at the picture, I feel like the picture tells a lot. Trudeau is, he just looked kind of out of place in the picture, like he wasn't sure if his people would be upset that he was posing for a picture with Stephen Harper, Harper was just happy to get the Order of Canada. That's our highest civilian mm-hmm. honor. That's great. And, and then uh, the governor general's, David Johnston, is just the consummate statesman. He's just a classy guy. Uh, Mikhail Jean, I feel like she is a, a classy woman as well. She seems like it. Yeah, I like her. But Chrétien had this smile on his face, and he was a little flushed. And it, I thought to myself, Everything I know about Jean Chrétien is that he was a fantastic prime minister and he likes his booze. I'll bet you uh, it's a bad day to be a martini amongst the Canadian delegation over in the UK because I don't think he said no once. I, I, I can't talk to his every day or all the time, but I will tell you he came out to party one night and I have a picture of it actually of he and I together. Because he randomly came out, and it was kind of random. I mean, I don't think he was there for any real specific reason. He came out to like a, it was a radio event, and it was a party at Rebel. And he came oh, out. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he came out, and he was having a good time. 
And I was like, oh, you could care to take a picture? Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we, 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 uh, we, we, he, was a, he was having a grand old time. So, I mean, that was only one account. One time I saw him and I thought, look at him making the rounds. And he was socializing with people. And he looked like um, he was having a good time at this party. He loves it. He's yeah. such a people person and he likes his drink. And that's okay. He's retired. He's done his duty. He's had a lifetime of public service. He's beaten up a few people that got too close to him. The, the guy's just a yeah. badass. And yeah. if he wants to go over to the UK and booze it up on the taxpayer's dime, no problem, Jean. You go over yeah. there and have yourself a great time. Exactly, right? Good for him. Fine. Now, as for the actual funeral itself, and, and by the way, in a few minutes, we're going to talk about Friday's After Nine episode. But as for the funeral itself, full of pomp and circumstance and ceremony and tradition and culture, and and this is it, right? I mean, I get that they wanted a 10-day mourning period, but it feels like the 10 days kind of dragged a little bit to sure. get to the point where we're at now. Absolutely. It did. So now she's, after the ceremony that they're doing in Ottawa today, ah, I wish I was in Ottawa. They've got CF-18s doing a flyover and a Hercules That's plane cool. and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be great. The Queen very much liked her military activities. Uh, I, I think it's great that they're going to do that tribute to her sure. and then we're done, right? Like people go back to their separate countries and we just carry on with well, King Charles. The thing is, is that I think it'll linger for a little bit because of King Charles. You know, what's next? And ha- like there's there's um, Coronation Day. Uh, oh, yeah. When is that yeah. happening again? When I don't think they've set a date, okay. but they have Fair. to do it. I mean, it's ceremony. Yeah. You have to be... Uh, there's got to be a coronation for the king. And that's what I'm wondering is if the, all of those outlets are going to linger around. Probably will. Because why would you fly someone back in and out again if you're like, oh, the coronation's in another week. You know what? It might be cheaper to actually keep you there in a hotel for a week is what I'm thinking. Then fly you back again, depending on what we're talking about here, where we are. So I'm thinking they'll probably be left to linger until we figure out that. Then there's going to be that as coverage. Like, here it is, the coronation. Do they televise that is a good question. I'm not sure how that works. But then it might be all for nothing because he's probably going to pass it down to William if all the rumors are true. I don't think the coronation is going to happen anytime soon. Like I'm thinking months, not weeks. Oh, all right. All right. Well, then. If if I had to guess anyway. Then maybe we will have a pause. It'll be kind of nice to have a pause on it and we don't need to talk about royalty for a while. That'd be good. It's crazy how shut down London is right now. Mm -hmm. Like there are no cars on the road in one of the. Uh, most congested cities on earth. It's crazy. It is crazy. That they shut the whole thing down. Uh, but the funeral was today. And and then after the stuff in Ottawa this afternoon, uh, keep in mind, there's going to be a moment of silence at one o'clock in schools and on transit. And in, in the banks say they're going to do it too. I don't know how that's going to happen. But in any case, uh, after today, it's done. And we basically go back to complaining about the pandemic and travel restrictions and mandates and stuff. And that's, I think, what people wanted to be complaining about anyway. This was a distraction complaining thing. Back to the regular complaining later on. And there's a lot to complain about right now, Kat. Sure. Did you watch 60 Minutes last night? Oh, 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 I'm glad you asked. You didn't watch so, 60 Minutes. <laughs> I, I did, but not really willingly because it was on longer, which wasn't its fault, I found out from you, but it was on longer than expected. And I was just here trying to catch the, the Big Brother episode from last night, which has me staying up a little later than I want to anyway. And I'm going... Where's the dang, where's the dang big brother? What's going on? Because 60 Minutes was on CBS and it was running late. So I'm sitting here watching it going, what am I watching right now? But I could tell that Joe Biden on 60 Minutes, and it was a football game that pushed it, but I could tell that Joe Biden was kind of, was he kind of 
getting questioned pretty hardcore about something? Because he did seem a little, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but it seemed like there were some hard questions being asked of Joe while I was watching it. Scott Pelley is such a great interviewer. He is so good. And he sat down with the president. And I find him to be very respectful when he does an interview. He'll press to get an answer, but he does it in a respectful way. So part of the interview with Joe Biden last night was them walking at the Detroit Auto Show. And he asked the president a simple question. And this clip is going to get played over and over and over and over again. As long as there are any mandates or restrictions in place, because this is exactly what so many people have been waiting to hear. Mr. President, first Detroit auto show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's But the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so that's it. Mm. The pandemic is over. Still a little problem, but the pandemic is over. That's probably the most realistic assessment I've heard yet from someone as high profile as the president of the United States. Yeah, and I'm not sure what st- like where his status leads him to be able to declare this, but he, a lot of Americans hearing that are, 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 are we're kind of waiting for him, by the way. There are some people who do wait on the word of a, of a president or a prime minister or whatever your leader is to say, yeah, I think we're okay. And he's true in that it's, yeah, there's still there's still COVID. COVID's lingering. And now that school started back for us here, I know I've seen cases of it. I've had friends be like, oh, we got it. Uh, whatever, it's going to happen. But it's more a part of our like regular life now. And I think that's how it's going to be. And it's not an abundance of, holy shit, the whole hospital's overrun with COVID. No, hospitals are kind of back to having their usual issues. COVID is a factor, absolutely. But it's not as dominant. And I, I think it's important for someone like Joe Biden to, to say that because there are, really are some people, like I said, waiting on it to feel comfortable leaving their houses, maybe, or to feel comfortable getting together with their family and friends. I don't know if you can help those people, though. Like, honestly, oh, so much sure. has gone on to show you that it's yeah. over. This is just the final acknowledgement from the president yeah. that it is. And and there are still people scared to death. You're absolutely right. You see yeah. it. In fact, I feel like there's more people out wearing masks now than there were at the beginning of the summer. Well, I think this time of year, there's nothing wrong with it. No. Like, I still I still will. Every now and again, if I'm at a place where I'm like, this is a little crowded for me, I will throw my mask on. It just It's almost like a safety net. Whether it's helping 100% or not, doesn't even matter to me. It's just a little bit of a safety net because if it was by chance that I caught it at a, I don't know, in line at Costco, that's not worth it. You know what I mean? That's not worth it to me. Um, But I, and you have heard of it spread a little bit through events and that's going to happen. We had someone text us this morning when we were talking about this a little bit that said, you know, what's so funny is I went out to a concert. My daughter went to her concert. It was so expensive floor seats. And she brought back COVID with her Uh. out of all the things brought back COVID. And that was the first time she was like, I'm ready. I could do this because she was a little afraid. But you know what? It's almost like it, once you get it, once you get it, you feel better about the whole thing. That's how I feel anyway, from where I stand. And for the pe- for, from what I've seen is that people have, who have got it are like, yeah, I'm good. We can't we don't need to call this a pandemic anymore. We understand that this is uh, still Omicron that's that's circulating, if anything. Right. And it's quite mild. And yes, there, of course, it's still a factor, but It's not as dominant. More than two thirds of Canadians, they estimate, have had Omicron. More than two thirds of the country, over 20 million people have had Omicron. That's part of the reason I don't really understand why they're trying to push the Omicron specific booster right now, because two thirds of the country has had Mm -hmm. it. So it's a strange one. Uh, Over the weekend, it was leaked. Yeah, I'm using air quotes by the prime minister's office 
that they're considering removing all remaining mandates in Canada, including the mask mandate on planes, including the proof of vaccination to get into the country. All those things would be gone. And the reason they're doing that is they knew they were going to get shit on from everybody who says they should have been gone a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But they're doing it specifically for their their hardcore fight to the death liberal supporters, true and on to a certain extent. They're doing that to sort of ease them into it, to let them know it's coming because they don't want to feel like, oh, the last sane person on earth. Now even Justin Trudeau says it's over because they won't believe it. There's no convincing certain people that the threat is not the threat that it was at at the peak of this. And thank goodness, because I have not, I know you've used the Arrive Can app. I have not. I've heard sometimes it could be a pain in the ass. I'm glad it's gone. It kind of makes me feel better about considering traveling across the border. I'm, you know, back and forth on it because I'm thinking, uh, I can't keep track of the mandates. The the masks on the plane is kind of horseshit anyway, to be honest with you. And absolutely, by all means, if it makes you comfortable, great. But I mean, I was seated on a couple of flights recently and there's a fine and and nobody's probably kind of a little uh, like thankful about it than some flight attendants who had to sit there and remind people, hey, guys, this is a, a $500 fine or 5000 whatever, up to $5,000 fine. If you get put your mask on, put your mask on. Excuse me, sir. Are you eating or drinking? Put your mask on. I heard it countless times. Like, that's not a fun part of your job. You no. have other shit you want to do than go around reminding people to wear their masks. And the other thing is, again, like every other thing that we have run into with going out with, without masks, is that we all have options. And if in that case, you feel the need at an airport, and I understand why you would, I get it. Then wear your mask and that let that be that. Wear your mask on the plane. Absolutely. But the mandates need to come to an end. Yep. One other thing that Biden touched on yesterday, and you referred to this earlier, uh, there are some people who are saying, oh, it was an attack interview from those bastards at 60 Minutes. It wasn't an attack interview Hmm. by any means. So for those hearing it, here's what happened. Joe Biden came off looking incredibly out of touch and insensitive to the struggles that the middle class is having right now, because down there, their interest rates are skyrocketing as well. Their inflation is even worse than ours. Is it's, it really it's, worse? Oh, it's bad. Wow. Well, on a percentage basis. Sure. Keep in mind, their prices are still a hell of a lot lower than ours, mm-hmm. and they pay a hell of a lot less in gas because they don't have a carbon tax there. So this is Joe Biden yesterday being asked about inflation and the economy. Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it's good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not you. Maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2 percent. It's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that. But guess what we are? We're in a position where for the last several months it hasn't spiked. It has just barely, it's been basically <laughs> even. And what? in the meantime. Basically you're saying it could have been a lot worse. And, oh my God. Well, it only went from 8.2 to 8.3. Yeah, that's, Calm that's, down. That's frustrating. That's frustrating because if that had come from one of our leaders, I would have been like, you shut the f- up. And, and that's what people are saying. Yeah. I mean, he came off very cold, very yeah. disconnected, very uncaring last night when it came to that sort mm. of stuff. And and I mean, it was an in-depth interview. Like they asked him, like, are you getting too fucking old to do this job? Are you still mentally all there? Because there's a lot of people that are that see the president that and hear concerned. him talk and, and they are concerned. Yeah. He's going to be 80. 
in a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Oldest serving president. And he says he's still got it. And he still hasn't even ruled out running again in two years. Oh, yo, yo. I'll, I'll rule it out. He's not running again in two years. There's no fucking way the guy can do yeah. it. You know, like yeah. it'll be amazing if he finishes this term, to be perfectly honest with you. But anyway, that was this weekend on on 60 Minutes. I love the show. I still do. And I hate it when it gets preempted by football because I have a nice routine. <laughs> I want to watch the one o'clock games. Then I want to watch the four o'clock games. Then I want to watch 60 Minutes and go to bed. I now and my father 25 years that's, ago. That's exactly it. That's it. <laughs> the the evolution is complete. Uh-huh. We have gone full circle. Now I am the one yelling at Where's the people. Where's my stories? I need my stories. I want to see my stories <laughs> and I want to go to bed on a Sunday at a reasonable hour after a modest meal and, and a glass of Metamucil and some warm milk. That's all I want to do. That's all I want from oh, my wait, life. Oh, wait, do I have to pee again for the third time? <laughs> oh, I might as well try. <laughs> I thought it was so cool that yesterday you went and did a video of your your secret room in your house. Mm-hmm. And that was in response to, I think Dave got it too. We got so many messages this weekend about our houses and about Friday's podcast. And it's funny because I was listening to the pod on the way home. And then I I pulled up to my house and I thought, huh. That was a really pretentious podcast, if you wanted to hear it that way. If you did. If you did, yeah, now, absolutely. I, I, that was certainly not the intention of the podcast, but since people are curious, yeah, we can tell you a couple things about our houses, and you actually did the video, which was great. Yeah, well, I had so many DMs, as you mentioned. It, people like, I, I missed it. Where is it? Where can I see it? And I thought, oh, the whole thing isn't there, because I think I... When I actually, when we did the room, which was very pandemic-y, it was a pandemic project that we did the secret room. But now what you can do is, because it's not going to be on my story now, I posted it Saturday night. So it's gone now from my story, but it is there on the story archive. So if you go to at cat on air, cat with a K on Instagram, you'll see the story archives. It's the under, highlights? The highlights, yeah. So it's under random and just scoot ahead and it's uh, it's the last uh, few there. So you can see the, the secret room. And then a lot of DMs came from that too. So, uh, hey, anytime you want to DM us, go for it. And I apologize to those who had to stick with that podcast thinking that we sounded pretentious. I didn't get a lot of those DMs of that. I had people shitting on me. Did you? Oh, Mr. Heated Toilet Seat. Oh, Mr. Cabana with a big screen in his backyard. Yeah. Yeah. It came with the house. I want to know what Dave's DM said. Oh, my God. (laughs) I I want to know what Dave said so bad. He didn't tell us. He didn't disclose. We just saw him. He didn't disclose exactly what the DM said, but he said he got a lot too. So, hey, whether you like something we say, you hate it, you got something to add or your own story, we always appreciate it. And, yeah, go ahead and DM us anytime. Cat on air, cat with a K, Scott Fox on air, and at Dave Blizzard, right? Yes. Yeah, and at Dave Blizzard. Uh, Let's get to the restaurant situation here. Mm. Coming up, we're going to talk about cash and we're going to talk about stuff like that but tipping in particular was a dominant story not just in the news headlines but also in conversation over the weekend and i'll tell you why canada's restaurants are continuing to struggle financially a report from restaurants canada says half let me say that again because we talked about this all through the pandemic about how much the restaurants were hurting and how badly our governments fucked them during covid half of Canadian restaurants are operating at a loss or barely breaking even. To cope with inflation and labor shortages, restaurants are having to boost prices, cut the amount of food that they serve, and reduce their hours just to survive. The report says foot traffic to Canadian restaurants is still below pre-pandemic levels, with real sales 
adjusted for inflation, 11% under 2019. They found hiring in the restaurant sector, lagging Canada's overall job recovery with back-of-house positions like cooks and other kitchen jobs the hardest to fill. Menu prices at full-service restaurants are expected to rise 7.8% by the end of this year, with fast-food restaurant prices expected to go up about 7.1%. More so than they are now, and think about that. In a nutshell, it's become so bad for our restaurant operators that they're going to go above the standard rate of inflation. Inflation in Canada is about 7.1% to 7.3%. They're going to have to raise their prices almost 8% just to get out of the loss column. And an offshoot of this story, a few outlets picked it up, was tipping. Uh, There's some who feel that a 15% tip is now rude. Mm. Rude if you only leave 15%. And we talked about this on our FM radio show today. Mm -hmm. It seems like there's more and more places in industries that I'd never seen before that are asking for tips. Yeah, it's a strange thing when it pops up and you're at a place that you just and you just don't expect it. And and then where do you draw the line? You know, we were chatting with someone today who told us, yeah, I was getting uh, I was getting just pants tailored and and I go to pay for that and a tip option prompted before the pants were even done, by the way. Wait, Stitch It is asking for tips? Stitch It is asking for tips. And, really? And to me, it's like before the job is even done, no... I know that some people will argue that because they say that tips are, were originally supposed to be to, um, what is it, to to get prompt service, right? So it's a, something that you do before. But a lot of people would argue, no, it's something you get after depending on how you do. So depending on how you look at it, fine. But really, is that where we're at? I don't understand how businesses, again, can't just set certain prices. I know the restaurant uh, industries uh, can be different. I understand how it works because uh, I worked it and it should it should change at certain points. I do believe it should change. But the fact that people are asking for tips that we never we never used to be asked for, it boggles my mind. I'll give you a prime example. If I go into A&W and order a burger, I'm not going to tip those people and there's mm-hmm. no tip jar and there's no tip button on the debit machine. That's just it. It's a fast food restaurant. And even though it's a real person that cooked it and then a real person who took my money and handed me my food, for some reason, we don't tip those people. However, if we get food delivered, we tip the person who delivered it to us. Yeah. Spin it around even even more. If I order a pizza and it gets delivered to my house, I expect to tip the person who brought me that mm-hmm. order. But I go to a pizza place fairly regularly. It's not far from the radio station. It's mm-hmm. uh, East End, Cambridge. And it, it's great. I love it. But I've seen a tip button start to pop up there. And I thought, am I really supposed to leave a 20% tip to go in and get a slice of pizza? And the pizza was already made. They just took the slice. They put it in the oven for a few seconds, set it on a paper plate and handed it to me. What's the difference between that and, say, A&W or McDonald's where it's never even expected that you tip? I really don't know because it seems like all the lines are blurring so much. And the last thing I want to do is be rude. If it's a scenario where you're expected to tip, it's customary to tip, I'd like to leave a tip. But it seems like that line is really blurring lately and there's a lot of people with their hand out and I'm not quite sure what to do about it. And to make it worse, when they hand you the machine, they watch you. They watch it's you. Re- which makes it even more awkward. There's two things that are very awkward. That's one of them is when, 
And let's say it's an at-home business. Let's say you go and and f- for me, for example, okay, I might go to a service to get my nails done and this person happens to do it at their house or um, lashes done or what have you. And the tip prompts is there and you go, well, okay, like absolutely. What I notice is sometimes it's way higher than you'd even expect. Like it starts at 20%. Yeah. It doesn't even give you an option to do like a 10 or a 15. And that's what other people were saying today that they, that they noticed. So I, I did ask the question. I thought, okay, like help me out here because I don't understand if you're, if, if you work for a company, a broad, a broader company and you work at a salon and that's just how their system works is though. And you're paying with your credit card or your debit, it's going to prompt you to tip fine. But if you're doing it at home and you have a salon in your basement and that's where you receive clients and you've got a tip option sitting there, why don't you just set the prices the way you want? Say no tip necessary, but include it in, in your in your cost. Say, hey, it's going to cost you $100 for that service today. Know in the back of your mind that includes your tip and then that way it's okay. So then I get a message this morning about that saying that the problem is, is what happens is you can't stay competitive with everybody else. A groomer actually messaged there. So the dog groomer, that's another good example. And I tip my, the dog groomer. Absolutely. And she deserves it. And it's hard to find a good one. Knowing uh, how but, my dog acts when he's getting his haircut, I tip my dog groomer really well. So one of the things that they've been asked is, this, is that, is like, ugh, why, why do I have to like, why do I tip you like this? Why don't you just set your prices? Well, then it looks bad when you're, when someone calls and says, hey, I want to get my, you know, golden retriever fluffed and buffed and all that shit. Oh, the fluff and buff package is $60. When you go and compare online to another place, that's like, oh, well, that's $50 over here. So I'm not going to use your business because it's 10 bucks less over there, even though the truth is they're going to prompt you for a tip it's likely you're going to add a tip to it but it's the visual of it and, and I understand that part I you know I, I do somewhat understand that I didn't know this either um Instacart so Instacart doesn't let you continue your order unless you tip did you know that what get the, the fuck out of here yeah really I, I learned this this was from someone c- correct this person if they're wrong but I don't use Instacart um unless you tip you cannot move forward and it starts at 10 percent 15 or 20 or 15, 20, 25. And you can't continue until you do that. Now, I I think it's very important to tip those people. They're out grocery shopping for you. That is a service you should tip. Don't be cheap. Tip the person who's going grocery shopping for you. However, what happens is after the fact, then they prompt you again, which I don't mind a second prompting. I mean, the food delivery services places do that too. Like, are you good with that tip that you left for, you know, 15% or 20%? You want to give more because, oh, the order came so quick and that person you know gave very good care and whatever so I'm gonna give more that can happen but the fact that like before you even continue on you have to give a minimum amount is is interesting that's crazy to me. hey going back to your other point because I found that really interesting either they think we're stupid or we really are stupid if the price is a hundred dollars use a round number say it's a hundred dollars for the dog grooming Plus tip, and the tip's gonna be about twenty bucks, twenty percent on mm-hmm. that hundred bucks. It's gonna be hundred and twenty. I would appreciate it more if they just priced it at hundred and twenty dollars, and it said yeah. tip included. That's what I'm saying, or gratuity included. Now those companies that charge you a hundred bucks, maybe you'd be tempted to go there because it's only a hundred. But you must know in the back of your mind you're, you're gonna have to tip them, yeah. and it works out to be the exact same price, if not yeah. more. So uh-huh. I mean. Just roll the tip right in if that's the case. I think so. I mean, maybe we are at a time. Maybe September 2022 is the time when all of us can take a step back and say, 
we need to do things a little differently because there's too many people relying on that inconsistent income of tips. Now, where I don't think it would work is where this conversation all started in the food and beverage industry. Right. It is a different it is a different beast. It really is. There's too many people working in that industry because they make great money on tips. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's cash that they don't have to declare. Mm-hmm. And if if you're making good cash money working at a bar or working in a kitchen or something like that, and you're all happy with that. And they tried to turn around and say, OK, no more tipping. The price is going to include a small gratuity and we're going to pay you the same minimum wage that we pay everybody else. So forget it. Do you know how many restaurants are going to close because they won't be able to get staff for them? Mm-hmm. There's people right now that are quite content yeah. Sir, work in the bar at the keg or serving at Eastside Mario's because they know that in addition to the small salary they get, the tips is what makes it worth it. Mm-hmm. If you take that away but give them a small bump in their hourly rate, they're done. There's no real reason for them to keep doing that for a lot of them anyway, yeah. particularly the good ones. So I don't think it would work there. But when it comes to other services that we're expected to tip for, same with the hairstylists. I tip well. And maybe I'd continue to tip, but I'd really rather they just put it right in the price. Put it there. If yeah. you normally charge 100 but you're expecting us to tip 20 just charge 120 then. Yeah. And, and that will further exacerbate inflation, but at least we know what we're getting into. Hey, the economy is shit right now, and it's getting worse by the day. Our dollar is tanking. Our stock markets are tanking. Interest rates are going through the roof. Nobody knows what to do. That means budgeting is more important than ever. And Mm -hmm. if you budget based on the advertised price and don't think of the tip or the gratuity, or maybe you just didn't anticipate, oh, uh, apparently now we have to tip the the guy who comes to to close your pool or something like Mm -hmm. that. I didn't know we were doing that. All right, fine. That's more money. They should just take the ambiguity right out and and get people more consistent income because it's silly now. And when 15% is considered rude. Yeah. Like, this is above yeah. and beyond what you paid for and what you went in there to buy. 15%, a gratuity, is now rude. Or the machine starts at 20%. We got a big problem here, guys, and it's not going to get any better until somebody steps up and reins it in. Well, and in some cases, I'm not sure that it's going to help the problem. I think it's going to make it worse. Because if I know in advance, okay, I'm about to go to that, hey, I'm thinking about going out to that restaurant on Friday night, but I know that, okay, it's this price, this price, plus 20% on top of that. You know what? I might opt to just not even bother. And then what happens? Those they lose customers. Same thing could be happening everywhere with the, you know, dog grooming. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll trim my own dog's nails for this week because it's just costing too much on top with all the tip and everything else. It gets just just get, that's inflation. I mean, that's how it works. But more and more of us, I think, are cutting back on more and more things. And it doesn't help the business to sit there and be like minimum 30 percent, which is outrageous. But you know what I mean? Like it doesn't really help when you do that. You know, I did takeout last night and and it's funny because as I was picking up the order, I thought I haven't done takeout in as long as I can remember during the pandemic. I was doing what we were all told to do, support local restaurants, curbside Mm. pickup, blah, blah, blah. And I did do that a fair bit. But as prices started to go crazy over the last few months, I haven't had any takeout and Mm. and the cost was still very, very high. It was. But. 
it's not sustainable for a lot of people. And from the restaurant standpoint, if they have to keep raising the prices because their costs are going up too, eventually we're going to be in a chicken and egg scenario yeah. where they need to raise the prices because we're not going. We're not going because they raise the prices. Exactly. It doesn't help. They're going to close. Yeah. They're going to yeah. close. Yeah. And it's tragic. We did everything we could to support them and keep them open during mm-hmm. the pandemic. Go figure that as Joe Biden declares the pandemic is over. Now we're in a situation where the economy is so messed up because of how we handled COVID that now the businesses are going to close. And it's sad and it's scary. I I don't want to know what's coming next, but uh, we need to figure out something. And and to me, this inflation is not being caused by traditional inflationary measures. There's a lot of people that are just trying to make up some of the money they lost over the last couple of years. And it's putting the squeeze on all of us. And I also think the worst of them are the banks. They're the worst of them because these interest rate hikes are not meant to to tame inflation. These mm-hmm. interest rate hikes are just a gift to the banks. That's all it is, in my estimation anyway. Uh, let's move on to a couple other things here. It is uh, cash that they say is king. Mm-hmm. Do you still carry cash on you? Not all the time, but I do try to. So if I'm at the bank anyway, I will say, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll take out 20 here, 20 there, something like that. So at any given time, I just had cash on me actually before the weekend. I ended up using it. But yeah, like at any given time, I might have like 10, 20, not a ton. I never have cash. The other day I was cleaning out my car and I found a toonie and I thought, ha, huh, there's a, there's my coffee coupon right there. I got myself a toonie. I don't remember the last time I even saw a toonie. I have zero cash mm-hmm. in my wallet right now. A lot now, of people don't. And I'm okay with yeah, that. I mean, sure. there's other ways to pay providing things work. We just take for granted that the Rogers network isn't going to go down again. That's the thing. In emergency situations, it's good to have. The debit isn't going to crash. What are the odds? 45% of us have used cash in the last week. But think about that. That means 55%, more than half of us, haven't used cash in over a week. That's wild to me. The average person who still carries cash has about 70 bucks in their wallet right now. Not me. I got a wow. toonie in my cup holder. Okay. 70 is a weird number. 70. Yeah, that's higher than I would have assumed. The number one thing we use cash on is small purchases mm-hmm. like gum and candy. See, for a small purchase, it just seems easier to tap well, for me. That, that just means like that equals more change in my yeah. mind, right? I mean, if I'm going to give you my $10 here, my crisp 10, because I spent $3.42 or whatever the heck it is. I don't really want all that change back. I mean, it helps. We don't have pennies anymore. I will tell you that much. But still, I don't want the lingering nickels and dimes. I think the only thing I would have cash around for is the stuff that you just can't pay for with plastic. Like when the the girl guides come around. Hey, we're selling cookies to raise money for a jamboree. No problem. Give me all of them and here's all my money. Or uh, there's just times when you have to use cash. Sure, but but time and time, like that's happening less and less though. Sure. I mean, the door-to-door sales now, a lot of the time they come collect the money when you order. So they'll come pre- do pre-orders. Like, hey, we're selling chocolate bars. Uh, can I write you down? Yep. Okay, so we're going to come bring it to you on the 12th of October and have your $20 ready. Cool. So they give you kind of a heads up. Even when you're, even all the, the um, charities uh, make it very easy for you now to swipe your card. They've got kiosks in the mall now. Hey, you want to give to the breast cancer uh, society? Cool. Uh, tap here, $2, $4, $6, $20, whatever. Tap your card. They make it really easy to not have to carry it around. And the smaller the increment, it seems to be easier to pay with your with your 
plastic. So there's no excuse too, right? One of the best ones I saw that I, it worked well for me anyway, was people coming door to door and they were raising money for their AAA hockey team. And I thought, yeah, I'll support that. No problem. I don't even remember what it was they were selling. It was like chocolate covered almonds and stuff like that. They had a whole bunch of different things. And I said, okay, so how do I pay for it? Because I don't have cash on me. No problem. He held up a card. He's like, take a picture of this QR code. It takes you to a link where you can just log in, make your purchase online. And it was like a Shopify type thing where I've already used it once. So it's got all my info. I just clicked, yep, purchase. As soon as I showed confirmed, he handed me my stuff on his way. Good. What a great way to do it. Yeah, they do make it easy now with technology. It's like, it's not needed. So number one is small purchases that we use cash on. Mm-hmm. Number two is personal grooming appointments, like haircuts, okay. eyes, well, nails, and, and that speak, sort of going stuff. Going back to tipping, that's usually what I tend to do, is I know I'm ha- I have a hair appointment, I take cash out. Because that's how I prefer to tip. I prefer to just hear. This is going to, that way I know it's going directly to you. Here it is. This is your cash. Enjoy. There's a lot of those personal grooming type services. Tons. That will often work for cash. They'd prefer cash. And sometimes you can save money. And while we're never told or advised it's a good idea to try and circumvent the the fantastic HST system that we have here in this country, I'm for it. If the cash works for you and I don't mind taking the cash out or there happens to be my particular bank's ATM nearby, because I'm not going to pay a fee to take out my own money. That's just not going to, that's a non-starter for me. But if it's convenient, yeah, I'll pay cash. And if I can save the HST, why not? So personal grooming is number two. Three is minor emergencies, keeping cash around the house to cover unexpected expenses. Oh. What would that be? I like, don't Ah, oh, shit, my kid broke the neighbor's window. Here, here's 50 bucks, yeah, get it fixed. Fuck. You, keep, you keep a physical jar for that? I, I, I don't know, actually. Where do you keep the money in your house? Where's the cash at your place? Yeah. Where, where do you keep it? <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any. This one makes sense. Public transportation. Buses, LRTs, go train. And I think even that, that would be emergency use if you think about it because those who have passes have passes and they don't need to worry about it because they've got their automatically, you stamp the pass or you swipe the pass depending on which mode of transportation you're taking. I think even that happens less and less unless you're in like a plan B situation where you're like, oh, I know that bus, bus route is there and so that's when you'd keep the cash. Sure. Groceries. It seems like a weird one to pay cash for groceries. I think that I know that there are people who budget and good for them. And they will actually take the time to go to the bank. They set out their budget for the week, the month, whatever it might be. And then they, you know, put it in envelopes. So, hey, I'm forced now with this envelope filled with $100 to buy that much for food. So when I take a look at the envelope, oh, toward the end of the week, it's getting low. I'm not spending more than that. That's actually a really good way to budget if you're willing to put the work in because it is work. I was going to say, does that actually work? Because on all the television shows, it does. Any like money related television shows I watch, that's what they actually suggest to people to cut down on their debts and help pay forward, pay their debts off is budgeting and like look at it because some people they can't. Look at their bank uh, app, for example, and be like, oh, and understand, okay, what should go to what? And they don't understand the percentage of things they should be putting away or putting toward their, you know, their loans and things like that. 
But if you see it in money form and you're like, there's $20, that's all I have for entertainment this week. Okay, I'm going to save it for Friday and I don't know, whatever. Get myself a, a rental a rental like they used to yeah. back in the day. No, buy myself, whatever it might be. I might go to the movie and use that as a movie ticket or whatever. And this is how much I have left in, you know, this, that, and the next thing. And actually for people, a lot of people physically seeing the money, it can be helpful. So I don't hate on that. Hey, if you want to budget your groceries, that's a, ma- that's a big one we all want to save money on. Nothing better than putting out that money and having giving yourself no choice. I have to stick within the $60 today. I need to make sure I get my protein and this and that with this money. So let's go shopping for the best deal and stay within budget. Strong component of math involved in that. There is. It's work. Like I said, it's work. But it is worth it if you are trying to whittle down your debt. The only place people get held up, I feel like, in that, because everybody can keep track. Right? Ah, I bought a $1.99 jar of beans and I got a, a $1.99 box of KD. So, okay, I'm at four bucks. What throws people off is there is tax on certain things and there's not no, tax on other right. things. And they have a hard time calculating that when you got to tack on, say, 13% sure. to one or two of the items. That's when you get the people at the till going, oh, crap. I got to uh, put this for, back. Forget the peaches. Can you just take those? <laughs> to keep those on the side. Take out the healthiest thing and leave my it. cookies there. Yeah. <laughs> Entertainment is number six. That'd be like bars, strip clubs, that sort of thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Casino. Casino. I had to use, you have to use cash at the casino. True. There you go. Gas. I don't know why you would pay for gas in cash. That seems like a weird one to me, but some people do. Yeah. That sounds like a budgeting tool too, maybe. Clothing is the last one. You pay for your clothes in cash. Okay. That's all right. I guess it depends where you're buying them. Sure. If they're off the back of a truck or something like that, <laughs> then maybe. Uh, per garbage bag. <laughs> you know, like I could probably see it in that case, but. <laughs> uh, how are we for time here? Okay, we're getting a little low, so we'll we'll just do a couple more things. Um, new study out about discipline. Oh, okay. Discipline. Mm-hmm. How do you discipline your partner? No, it's your kids. In this case. <laughs> it's your kids in this case. We won't go there yet. <laughs> <laughs> this one comes up like. I swear every year they, they ask about this. Spanking survey? Back in the well, it, back in the day, that's what it used to be. Like, hey, when you smack yeah. your kid, and it was just sort of assumed that you did, do you use a ruler? Is it open hand? Are you using like a, what are you doing to smack your kid with? A wooden spoon? Now, it's not even on the list. But they ask people, when you need to discipline your kids, when something has gone horribly wrong, how do you correct their behavior? Three very, very simple things, and then one that'll leave you confused. Number one, loss of privileges. 80% feel the best way to get their kids to conform with whatever it is they want them to do is to take something away. This would be, oh, you didn't clean up your room, so you lose your your Xbox for two days, or however you want to do Mm -hmm. it. Timeouts used to be almost 100%, almost 100% of parents three, four years ago were using the timeout. That's down to 37% now. I do timeouts. Are they effective? Uh, yeah, I mean, they are effective, but it comes with, you have to like, you have to really keep your foot down on it because if the kid's not happy, like if I give my, my kid a timeout, she's going to be unhappy about it. She'll probably cry and scream and you have to be okay with it. You have to walk away and be like, don't, don't leave that spot. I'll be back in five minutes. Just you sit there. Does it work like long term? I mean, maybe I've given less and less of them. Actually, now that you say it, I haven't given any in a long time. So maybe it does help. Grounding. 
22% have grounded their child. That's one that doesn't really work, yeah. though, until they're allowed to go out, right? Like, you can't do that on a four-year-old. You'd have to wait until they have the ability to go somewhere, and then you pull the rug out and say, fuck you up. That's right, yeah. You're not going anywhere. Because grounding was more like you can't go to that party, you can't go out to the movies with that person. You're grounded. So while not even enough people to make the survey came in on spanking because we don't agree with the physical punishments, right? We don't discipline our kids physically. That's what they say. But 5% of parents will still put a bar of soap in their kid's mouth. Oh. Well, where did they learn all those words, though? I assume that'd be for profanity. (laughs) I assume that's what it would be, right? If a kid drops an F-bomb and then they get a mouthful of soap? Yes, or attitude. I mean, it could be too. It could also just be the way, the way the child speaks back to you when they talk back. You know, have you heard that from your parents at one point or or another when you were little? Don't you talk back to me. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, it was disrespectful. They're the adult or the parent and you're the kid. You just have to have some respect. And that could work. I I think that once you get your mouth washed out with soap, you don't don't want it again. Like, it doesn't seem like a good time. You know, it's funny because back in the day, I would have thought that, okay, uh, there's no harm that's going to come from a... A bar of Irish spring in the kid's mouth for a little bit. And maybe it will teach them a lesson. They'll be fine. And and okay, we'll make a little bit of progress there. You know what changed my mind on the bar of soap in the mouth? And this is why I never did it to my kids was a Christmas story. Remember when he drops the F-bomb and he had to sit there and suck on that bar of soap for a while? Yeah. That looked like the most... It looks like torture. And then she did it. And then mom did it just to taste. Like, let me see what this tastes like. She she gagged gagged right away. (laughs) Classic scene. That does not seem like an appropriate way to uh, punish a kid sticking a bar of soap in their mouth. Well, I mean, and I'm all for let's crack down on the rules here and let's enforce some policies. But that seems barbaric. Well, and I mean, going back to when you're talking about spanking and abuse, some people do feel that is abuse. It, putting soap in a kid's mouth. It would be abuse in their mind. So I, I think you probably would see that less and less too. There's other ways to punish kids just because kids have access to so many cool toys and gadgets. When I say kid, I mean above the age of like eight or nine, maybe once they start to get their own, you know, Nintendo Switch or they have their game time or their iPads or even if it is uh, seeing their friend or whatever. Every parent understands what the best what the best form of punishment for their kid in that time would be. You know what I mean? Young age, hey, I'm going to take one of your stuffies away. You can't have your favorite stuffy for a week. <gasps> that might do the trick. Whereas, obviously, that wouldn't work for like a nine-year-old, but taking your Nintendo Switch away might work better than giving you a bar of soap for having some form of attitude or, or using some form of language. The right? hardest part about punishing your kids is sticking to the punishment. Now, if you don't stick right. to the punishment, it probably sends the wrong message. However, if you do stick to it, you'll probably either get completely worn down by the complaining and the whining and stuff like that or you'll just feel like a bag of shit because your kid feels like shit that they can't play with their switch and you could give it back to them and I feel like a lot of people just cave and give it back to them anyway. Yeah, because there's also this. Then your kid is like, well, I have nothing to do now. What am I going to do? And then they're bugging the shit out of you and you're like, fine, here's your switch. Go away. Yeah. Right? right? And that's why people cave sometimes. Last thing, and you and I have a very, very special connection to this one. It's a new survey by Vistaprint. Oh. What does Vistaprint want to know? Well, they'd like a little bit of information that they can share with the people who shop on their site about what promotional items Aha. are actually effective. Oh, this is great. I love this because there's some useless crap out there. They have the best 
and the worst. So if you're in charge of marketing for your company and thinking, you know what? We got to get our business out there. We got to get our name out there in the community. (laughs) You sound like Let's get some fridge magnets made and (laughs) send them out there. Let's do it. Or you know what? I've I've now that become a realtor. Like the- that means I must get calendars for people's fridges printed. That sounds like the exact meetings I would hate to attend. Like oh, you know, know what you do? Calendars. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gonna hang them up in their kitchens. No, they're not. So they asked, "What do you enjoy getting?" Regular people. What is it that you would appreciate getting as a, a promo item from a company? Number one was a t-shirt. And people will, I mean, do use them. That's what I always ask. If I'm out, we work at radio, we work at a radio station. Everybody knows that. So we do have t-shirts and sometimes at events, we give them away for free. Anytime someone wants a t-shirt, I always stop them and I say, are you or is someone you know going to wear this damn shirt? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I do not want to give it to you. And I make them swear. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even care if you wear it to mow your lawn. I don't care if you wear it to bed. Are you going to wear the damn shirt? That's all that matters to me. But shirts can come in handy. The one that gets me, and this is the problem with T-shirts or any clothing, is we all are different sizes. Now, you can't order. uh, If you're going to order 10,000 T-shirts to give away, that would be expensive. Maybe you'll get, okay, 10,000 T-shirts. We're going to get 2,000 small and 2,000 medium and 3,000 large and the rest in extra large. God forbid nobody can do women's sizes, by the way, which is always my biggest pet peeve. So they never do women's sizes. And there's always one size that you have way too much of. So to try and simplify the process, a lot of companies will just take the easy route. You know what? Order them all extra large. Extra large will fit everybody. Not necessarily well, but it'll fit everybody. And then everybody's got an option. The worst. And then you give somebody this extra large t-shirt. They walk about 10 feet and then come back and say, do you have a medium? Yeah. Like your Walmart. Yeah. No, I, I don't have fucking mediums. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. Why would I have a medium? Yeah, I, no, true. I just work here. And then you feel like an asshole giving out extra large shirts. Sure. Like here, and they're like, extra large? Yeah. I'm like, yeah that's all we have. <laughs> give me a break, man. I didn't order them. My, uh, someone else did. So t-shirts are the best thing you can give away. Number two is pens. I like pens. I like pens. I'm good with it. I'm a pen fan. But I don't know how effective it is as a marketing tool. I don't know how often I stop and look at my pen and think, oh, Gino's Pizza. I'm going to order a pizza. I don't know if it works like that. I don't know if it works like that either. That's the only time I ever have conversations about pens. If I pick it up, I'm like, oh, this is a hotel I stayed at. So, I mean, maybe it does work from time to time. But, yeah, I think you're right. Most of the time, hey, a working pen, I'll take it. Thanks. Coffee mug. Little more expensive, but effective. People tend to appreciate them and they use them. Do they use them? Apparently they do. Okay. Number three, it goes t-shirts, mm-hmm. pens, coffee mugs. They're always too small though. I mean, for me, I'm a coffee person. So like, you know, like, they're so tiny. Those yeah. little guys, I said like eight, like six ounces. Like get out of here. You'd have I to use a, bigger a small coffee. setting on your Keurig. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Water bottles. Brand- yes. Water bottles are yes. good, right? Branded headphones, tote bags, sunglasses, hoodies, calendars and umbrellas calendars people are saying calendars hey eh? i guess i don't know who it is that still has a calendar up on their fridge or that they set on the counter because the local realtor left it on their door well the good thing with the realtor ones is that notepad that comes along with it because sometimes uh, they'll do the the magnet and i don't want i don't want the magnet i'll rip that off but sometimes i'll because i don't like wasting stuff so i'm not throwing that in the garbage it's a good notepad so i'll use I will use the notepad, but like to your point, does it work for marketing purposes? Does someone come over to my house, see my doodles on the notepad and go, oh, is this realtor any good? Like, <laughs> no, nobody does that. 
also ranking high were hats, phone cases, and blankets. Now the ones that people don't particularly Mm -hmm. want. Number one is beanie hats. Were there companies out there getting beanie hats made and handing them out? Because people didn't want those. You know what it is? It's, the, uh, it's like some people have ugly logos. There, yeah. I said it. Your, your logo's ugly. And sometimes you make it look, you try to look nice on a beanie hat, and it doesn't. That's when people try to like fold it down so the logos disappear. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's a free toque. We'll take it. I, all, the vast majority of the, the toques I own came from a case of beer. So I roll it up and it says Raptors on one side and Coors on the other, or it's Jays and Labatt. And some of them are nice and some of them are fine and some of them represent the brand that you like. Maybe you do love Coors Light and you're going to wear that Coors Light toque proudly. That's cool. Uh, Sometimes though, it doesn't, I don't like when it doesn't make sense to me. Like an insurance company handing out something random like that. Like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this information? Why would I wear a Desjardins toque? Yeah, like it's really boring. (laughs) I don't want to wear this on my forehead. Cooperators, fuck off. That's what I mean, right? And they're the biggest culprits because they've got money to burn on that shit. Like, they probably have huge budgets just for Vistaprint and stuff like this. Yes, they do. Picture frames was number two. That's something that people don't want. Oh, yeah. No, no. Okay, but the picture frames, I mean, schools sometimes order them for school pictures. Teams will order it like, hey, thanks for playing Cambridge Minor Baseball, little Timmy. Here's a picture frame to put your photo in. That's like a memento, though. I mean, you don't hand out like plain frames and hope that people put pictures of their families inside of it with, again, like a Desjardins logo in the bottom. (laughs) Nobody wants that. Tape measures. I would like a tape measure. If somebody gave me that, that's practical. I don't know that I'd use it that often or how good it would be for marketing, but I feel like that'd be good. Sure. Oh, yeah. This one here. Drink koozies. No more of those. Uh We all have too many. (laughs) There's never one handy when you actually want one. When you have a drink that's cold, you'll be done the drink by the time you remember where you stashed all the koozies that you've got. And you do have many koozies. Just don't even bother giving them out. Yeah. If there's a beer promo like, hey, buy a case of Michelob Ultra and get a Michelob Ultra koozie. Nah, I'm good. I don't need another koozie. It, it's fine. Yeah. You, you should have saved the money. Is there I don't like want a that. koozie donation drop or something that we could do you know, for people who don't have enough koozies? <laughs> Take a koozie. <laughs> uh, bookmarks. They do not want. Sweatbands. Who's giving away sweatbands? Because I feel like that might be okay. It depends on the company. Yeah, I feel like that would be okay. I feel like that would make a good like a promotion for when you did a run. Let's say you did a 5K run for MS and the logo for the MS Society is on it. That all kind of intertwines. Like, hey, I did the run. Here's a bit of a memento for me. Plus, it's it can be useful. Other times, yeah. Okay, but what if sense. it's like... Uh, Ford or GM? Like, would you wear like no, a, a General Motors no, sweatband? I wouldn't. You could sweat wondering if your car's going to start, but <laughs> otherwise, I don't think they're necessary. Yeah, I don't think so. Stress balls, people do not want. Meh. Coasters, like drink coasters. No. I yeah. don't mind those. I, I, every oh, now and again, nobody likes rings on the table. They're usually, yeah, but like, you got to get nice ones for that, for that atmosphere. Bumper stickers. See, I feel like bumper stickers aren't necessarily bad. I feel like you need to be careful with the bumper sticker you get. Those those clear plastic ones that are easy to put on and easy to take off when that's you important. get sick of it, yeah. that's good. These these big honking ones that go across your bumper and you're going to rip the paint off if you when you inevitably decide you don't want that bumper sticker anymore, yeah. those ones suck. Yep. Socks is last. I don't know who the promo companies are giving away socks, but I've never received that as a promo item. As a promo item. I'm trying to think. I feel like I 
I feel like I have received socks before as promo items. See, we gave away socks. We did Fox socks as a gimmick here on the radio yeah. station once. And they were neat. Everybody seemed to want yeah. them. But if we were just handing out like... Fruit of the Loom socks at a remote. I, I don't know if people well, would go for that. And again, it goes back to not one size fits everybody, right? So like it might be a perfect man sock, but it's not going to work for me. So like I'm not going to keep it around. Well, what do you want? Like a and ballerina slipper or something Everyone's like that? dad is going to end up with the same sock. Yeah. I mean, I, again, like an assortment of, of sizes and then that's a maybe to people wearing them. But that's why probably it's on the list because most people won't end up wearing them. And then oh, why would you want like who's going to look at someone's foot to look at the advertisement? Like, I don't get that. And I know we did the Fox socks. You know, that's and the listeners did love it. But I mean, if I'm if I've got like a pizza pizza socks on, like who's going to see that? Just me. And then I'm supposed to like be prompted to order pizza when I see it. Is that the whole point? <laughs> the dog. I don't uh, know. Yeah, you know what <laughs> I mean? She's got the pizza it's pizza kind of socks a, on. It's kind of a weird place to put your logo to begin with. And on that, we got to go. Have a great Monday, everybody. Uh, God save the queen. God save the king. Uh, and God be with all of you. We seem like the wrong. We seem like we are not. We don't have enough credit for that. No. We've got no credit credentials to let us say that. None of that sounded sincere. No. <laughs> have a great one, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Watching the Queen's funeral. I don't tell me how it ends. I'm only on season three. <laughs> Could we get this lady buried? I mean, I've thrown out bread twice since she died. I'm telling you, this has been. Did you see David Beckham stood in line for 13 hours? <laughs> David Beckham. Really? And, and they said, how did you prepare to do something so, so long and boring? He said, I played soccer. <laughs> France just unveiled a new high-speed train coming to Paris that can reach a maximum speed of nearly 220 miles per hour. It's an amazing service. You get to work early and you get free Botox. <laughs> The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.